when we start talking about who we are as individuals and where we place ourselves in life, um, sometimes we just have to stop for a moment and go, this is where I'm going to get my dog out this fight. Um, I don't need him to be here forever. I don't need my dog all in here getting trashed. And, um, because I think in day one, God was manifested and he had everybody praying. There are many still praying. Um, but after the prayer, we find ourselves drifting back into what we do. Um, after we consult God and after we um, go to him and the whole country took a moment to invest in the moment, pray about the moment, and then go back to themselves. We find ourselves drifting back to blaming somebody. We needed somebody to blame. Couldn't blame God. So here's Skip. Um, I don't think anybody's praying for Skip right now. I don't think he has a prayer group. I don't think anybody's interceding for Skip right now. I don't think he has an intercessor on his behalf. So we ask God to protect Skip in the name of Jesus. Um, it, it is something when us as, as the, um, the people of faith, um, two days ago, we were excited because there was prayer going on and it had been eliminated from the entertainment space. It had been eliminated from the sports space. Prayer had been eliminated. Almost in the sake of God being eliminated slowly and the fear of losing what you have. And we just, from there, it minimized itself on day two. Um, because the young man is still alive. And then day three, we're back to ourselves um, in our own kind of way, talking about other things. Now we're back to who's the NBA MVP and the sports and uh, who scored the most points because somebody went for 55 and somebody the night went for 71 and somebody went for 60. And, and we're back to our choices. We're back to our choices. And um, even, um, even as um, we start looking at our choices and we start looking at in God, in Christ Jesus, and us being sports fans, how do we find a, medi a medium ground? <sighs> That's tough. Um, I'm going to tell you why it's tough to find a medium ground, loving sports, loving God. Um, man, sports' biggest days... Um, when it comes to some things are um, the day that they get the best marketing. And when we as Christians start to understand that um, that's not our avenue, we don't choose the best marketing day because as a Christian, every day for us is a marketing day because our lives will have to exemplify the measure of our walk with Christ. And, um, and then if that is happening, we find that we market, we are the marketing vessel for God all day, every day, seven days a week. And, and, and that's not easy sometimes. Um, they, they have a marketing team, every sports um, arena and every sports um, area. It doesn't matter if it's baseball, basketball, um, tennis, football. I don't want to leave nothing out. Uh, amen. No matter what it is, soccer. And we fall into it because we accept those are the days that we have them, but it's the days of marketing. And to sort of ask um, answer to um, our brother's question um, who wrote me, I, I want to say that um, if we look at it carefully and we start to look at whether we should be in it, 
I think we should be in everything as Christians. I just do. Now, should we participate? No. Should we be in it? Yes. So what if Christians would not have showed up to the first game? What if they had not been there on Monday night? God could not have been exemplified, which means Christians root for teams, and they root for their best team. Now, I'm going to be um, laughter for a second. I thought the game was crazy great outside of what happened with the young man. Why? Cincinnati didn't get a win, so I'm good. And um, as long as Cincinnati don't get a win, I'm good. Whatever has to happen on the field where Cincinnati doesn't get a win on their record, I'm good. Hey, man, I'm just messing with Brother Tate. Um, but I want to be clear with you, as this discussion is where it's located, that at the end of the day, um, God's was exemplified. God was glorifying. Why? Prayer went up. He was, he was shown in the arena. He was shown in the stadium. His hand was shown. Because remember, we had just come through a storm. People had died on the freeway, died in their cars. And remember the snowstorm, coming out of the snowstorm, and we're coming out of elections, and we're coming out of them still having cases. And we have coming out of the four young ladies out in Idaho. And we're coming out of so much death and destruction and problems. Amen. It was good to see an open prayer. Um, and but 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 as one of the brothers said today, should all of our open prayer be at the door of death. And I, I have to, in a, in a sense, go, my God, that, that's a powerful statement. Should all of, of our open be prayer at, be at the extent of death? Which means we don't have it any other course unless that be the course that we take or the one that's allowed for us or the one that cannot be stopped um, because at that particular point, the time must be given um, because the time paid for the extra commercials was not already set. So we have to ask the question, um. Uh, was it good? Was the timing perfect? Yes. Was the means perfect? Yes. Should have been always on the back of death. No. Should prayer always come out when a situation is just horrific? No. Can the prayer be to stop horrific situations by just praying in the beginning? Probably so. According to the scriptures, yes. But now I ask the important question, and I'm going to ask that question right after this bright harvest commercial and I'll be right back and then we'll get into this last piece of a statement. All right, I'll be right back. As you reflect on the events, business adventures, or growing families that God has blessed you with, wouldn't you like to feel like you were in that moment again? Hi, I'm Morgan Nettles, owner of Bright Harvest Photography, a Christ-centered local photographer that focuses on weddings, family, and event photography. Allow me to capture these moments that rewind time and can be passed to the next generation. Please contact me at brightharvestphotography at gmail.com or on Facebook at Bright Harvest Photos to schedule your session today. I call you blessed. Uh, greetings. Welcome back. Now that question... Um, I'm going to tell you the beauty of it, and I'm going to give him his props today. Brother Pickett um, asked the question that I, I was going to ask, um, that important question. Thank you, Brother Pickett, for jumping in and um, um, go ahead and text and ask the question. I, I'll read it directly. He said, uh, now that he's still alive, will the people acknowledge that God did it? <laughs> Here we go, Brother Pickett. That becomes the challenge. That becomes the question. Um, it leaves us in a boat of doctrine for us Christians. It leaves us in a boat of doctrine. Because during the pandemic, even if they said the doctors came and did their part, we said during the pandemic, which hurts our doctrine, we said during the pandemic that God was touching the doctors. 
and God was working through the doctors. So does God get credit again, whether it was him um, keeping him alive or working through the doctors? Um, will the people acknowledge that God did it? Brother Pickett, um, that's a tough question. Will they? We can't. Do we want them to? Sure. Um, is it a desire of our heart to see that openly? Yes. Um, will I be a front runner for it? Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. I might do it on Twitter. Um, and I'm just do a, a two minute of, hey, God did it again. Um, but I, I, I <laughs> Brother Pickett, it, it's a powerful question for you to produce. And to the other brother that just wrote me um, exactly right now, um, I say to you in your question, um, uh, he just wrote and he said, well, what is our next step? Our next step is to keep praying, to have it openly, just to have it openly. Um, because at this particular moment, it has showed itself as a move of God. Um, so we have to strategically keep doing it open. I know somebody say, what is the strategy? Just pray and open. <laughs> pray at your table. Pray at lunchroom. Pray at break time. Pray at your desk. Um, pray while you're working. Pray at your meetings. Pray at everything possible. And ask God to keep everybody healthy and strong and let, let the power of salvation rest into the heart of men and let the power of the Holy Ghost rest over people's minds and hearts and and, and souls. And then at that particular moment, then we have him in the midst. Um, um, I, I, as we're getting these messages in, I do want to um, say that um, these are these are very important times for us as we as we discuss sports and we discuss prayer and we discuss God. We have to remember God comes first and prayer keeps people alive. And sports uh, doesn't change prayer or God. We can have God and prayer without sports, but with sports, you need God in prayer. Um, but I, I do know something very powerful in the midst of all of this. One of the greatest things you will find in God is he never fails. We have issues. We have problems. We have health issues. We have body issues. We have soul issues. We have environment issues, but God never fails. He is still on the throne. He is still God. He's still alive. He's still in control. And um, he, he still loves the heart of men and the soul of the believer and the non-believer. And, and then that sets the whole tone. It sets the whole tone for, for everything. And when you start to look at it in this last close, um, because this part three is going to be the last, I want you to be sure, people of God, all of those that are listening, Heaven's Harvest Ministries, and all of those that wrote, a lot of people wrote I want to be clear that you know that in the midst of every situation, no matter what, God gets glorified anyhow. And I know somebody go, what? Because the sun go rise in the morning and it's going to set in the evening. He's going to get glorified anyhow. The earth is still in place. It is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all that dwell therein. He's still going to get glorified because um, the believer is working. There's new births every day. There's the reciprocation of love back to God by his people. He's going to get glorified anyhow. It doesn't matter what's going on. God's going to get what? All the glory. And he's going to show himself mighty in the Lamb. Don't let anybody steal that from you, that prayer works and God is on the throne. Don't let anybody take that from you. Jesus loves you. You can be born again, born of the water and of the Spirit. And with that, you can find God. Don't get left out of heaven. Don't get left out of the kingdom of God. And don't get left out of the power of God because you can be born of the water and of the spirit and get some of that good stuff, that power, that Holy Ghost power, that boom, behold, in your life. I call you blessed on tonight. And don't forget to keep praying for this young man. Pray for the NFL, NBA, um, Major League. 
baseball. Pray for hockey. Pray for everybody. All right. Prayer went forward on this one, God allowed. Let's keep praying. He never said to stop. That's on us. All right. <laughs> Y'all pray for Skip. My goodness. They dogging him. Well, you know, everybody needs somebody to put the foot on. Just don't let your foot be on somebody. All right. I call you blessed on today. May the grace of God rest rule and abide with you. Good night. So, I love you too much to forsake you. Y'all didn't expect this, did you? For me to come back? Hey, listen here. Brother Tate's over there laughing. Heaven's harvest. You thought I forgot you. We just had that little peach, right? Now only him that is able to keep you from falling. And present you fall before his presence with exceeding joy. To the holy wise God, our Savior, glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. And we say, well, Amen. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I got you. I got it in. Good night, everybody. Be blessed. Your presence out there, I'm finally obedient. Thank-